0: Hello, dear listener. Do you enjoy dating and are you getting out of it what you wanted and hoped for? I feel like most people would say that they hate dating for one reason or another. Everybody's on dating apps and most people dislike them. So dating takes a lot of time and energy and many people complain that it's not worth it, including Brandy and Ava. We get rejected. Sometimes it's frustrating, yet we just keep at it because we want to meet people who we really like people who make us better people. So while it may take a lot of effort, we cherish the payoff when we do make those special connections. Now, not everybody in the dating scene is in it for the same reasons. Some people are looking for like a sexual partner and others may want a life partner. There's a lot of different reasons for dating. So if, so why is dating frustrating at times and what should we be expecting? If you think of like Disney stories with the true love, and that's real super appealing as a story, but I think we all know that it's just a story and it's not a realistic model about how dating or love actually work. So on today's show, we're going to have a roundtable discussion and try to settle on some realistic dating expectations because my personal feelings are that if we have a clearer understanding of what we can expect, that we will be easier on ourselves and hopefully happier or at least more comfortable with the dating process. Hello and welcome to Ethical Seduction, where we help you develop authentic approaches for flirting and connecting with others. As sex-positive educators and volunteers serving our local Nashville community, we've met a lot of people who felt stuck and frustrated because they didn't know how to connect with the people they were attracted to. So Ethical Seduction was started as a way to have discussions about flirting, seduction and forming authentic connections presented in a format that not only helps us develop better skills but also helps us understand our impact and our effect on others. It's our belief that seduction when done well should be good for all those involved. The time and the effort you put into flirting with somebody should be seen as a positive giving experience that helps show people who you are and that you care. So thanks for joining us. Um, I'm your host Stephen and today I'm here with my fellow kinky fun sex relationship educators Brandy and Ava.
1: Yellow. Hi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How's everybody? Good.
1: Um, I am I am present and ready to podcast.: Yeah.
0: So now nothing interesting has happened with me whatsoever. so we'll just won't even go into all that. but um, I didn't know if anybody else had anything interesting.
2: I got to do some rope last night. Is that interesting? <sighs> Yes, mm-hmm. I did some rope last night.
0: What kind of rope? Like, were you rope bottoming
2: or top? I was. I was rope bottoming. Is that a technical term? Hashtag rope bottoming.
1: Yes, rope bottoming. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be rope bunny versus rigger?
0: Well, yes.
2: Yeah, I thought you were a bunny then.
0: But if it's a verb, you don't say I'm rope bunnying.
1: I can I can bunny if I want to.
0: You could say I'm I'm rigging.
2: Can I, can I be rope hopping like like a bunny? Like a rope bunny? I'm hopping like a rope bunny. That's what's happening. That's exactly, <laughs> that's
1: exactly what it looks like. Listen, I'll share something I learned in the past week. I think this is very important for the, the listeners. Um, can either one of you all tell me the plural word and how do you say clitoris? The plural for clitoris? Clitori. No. Damn. Any guess or no? All right. Clits. Clitorides. r i d, Clitorides? Clitorides. Like, look is at that- all those clitorides in the room. Like, how? <laughs> I'm like, is that this language situation. Clitorides, yeah. Clit-rides. Is that because that's clitorides.
2: like medical clitorides. and coming out of like Latin or something? Clitorides,
1: like C-L-I-T-O-R-I-D-E-S.
2: Clit rides. They're clit rides. That's what it
1: is. Well, soleno. Yeah, sileno, clit rides. It is, I was like, really? Anyway, that's what I've learned that I've passed along to you all Boy, we are off to a great start tonight. Now now you you can't not know it.
0: (laughs) So, Brandy, thank you for our medical term of the day. You are so, so welcome. (laughs) Being a nurse, so hey uh i wanted to mention we have on the website anybody who's interested we have the guide for connecting conversations that is there that is a free guide So anybody who so much of like what we do and talk about on here you know i've realized is really about conversation you know and um even like doing the dating apps episode last time it was like you know the dating apps help connect you with people but then it really they don't they can't help you with the conversation. You know, that part really is up to you. So we do have a guide for connecting conversations on the website. If anybody wants to go get, go get it, you can go download it. And that's at ethicalseduction.com. So I just wanted to mention that. Um, the other cool thing was that uh, last week we had our friend uh, Growenwolf had posted on social media saying that he couldn't help but notice how sexy and seductive the voices of the ethical seduction hosts were. So we had offered like anybody who would like to like leave us a message with their sexy and seductive voice, you know, please do so. And again, anybody who wants to, you can still do so. And that's also at the ethicalseduction.com website. There's a, a button you just click on to leave us a voicemail. But we got one from a person named Kara that I would like to play for us now.
3: Hey, guys, this is my best radio voice just to say I enjoyed very much this week's pod about dating apps and as a single woman of a certain age who has just now gotten back into the dating pool I wanted to say there's a whole lot about telling if someone is somebody who's going to violate your boundaries or consent that you pick up in person speaking as a cis woman who's dated men almost my whole life um, that I don't get with any dating apps so I actually still kind of trust the vibe off of people I meet in person way quicker than online because there are many times that they've been perfectly fine online. And then I discovered, wait, no, you're a creep. So love the pod. It's hard out here for us single ladies. Thank God I realized I'm bisexual. Thanks.
0: I thought it was great, That's Kara. Cute. I think you have a wonderful radio voice. I have to say, right. So thank you for calling in, and uh, yeah, also thanks for the message and and the feedback. We appreciate getting the feedback like that, and it's really really nice to hear.
2: See, yeah, I think? told you there was something to it. Like, yeah, meeting <laughs> people online can feel safer, but also it makes it safer for the people out there that are maybe not so safe too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Also, Kara, I love your voice. Very smooth. Big oh fan. My God.
0: A good voice. Yeah, when you're ready to <laughs> yeah. when you're ready to join our team, let us know.
2: Yeah. Yep. Just give us a call. Yeah.
0: Anybody else? Let's do it again. If anybody else wants to leave us, a, you know, a, a sexy voicemail or give us some kind of feedback, anything like that, just ethicalseduction.com and just click on the leave us a voicemail button. So thank you, Kara. Thanks a lot. So both of you have expressed frustration with dating and that has kind of stuck with me and sort of intrigued me because I think so highly of you. And I think that both of you are very good at it and very knowledgeable. And it's almost surprising that you're like, I hate dating, you know? And that is one of the things I think that kind of led me into this topic for today. Um, I do have sort of a hypothesis, I guess, that I think people, everybody, that where we might get frustrated with the dating is when we have expectations that are going be just out of a line and not quite realistic. So that's what I really wanted to explore with you all. And I don't really know where we're all going to head on this thing, but I guess as a goal, what I'm hoping, especially for like listeners is to like come up with some realistic expectations about what to expect when we're dating. And I think, like I said, in the intro, I think that that's going to make it nicer and easier. We're not going to beat ourselves up and we're maybe not going to be as disappointed if you know, because we'll be more realistic about how everything works. So can I kind of start off by asking you both, since you hate dating, mm-hmm. why you all hate dating so much? What the frustrations are?
2: It's a lot of investment. What's the what's the saying you have to kiss a lot of frogs to find your prince or something like that? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of investment. Yeah. It's it's To get past
1: that beginning stage of what's your favorite color Um, (laughs) is just just exhausting, right? I mean, it, it takes work and effort, and that's fine if you realize that up front, but that doesn't make it any more fun and enjoyable. And so, you know, I don't, I mean, sure, your favorite color, that's great, but like, that's not gonna really be like, well, you know, your favorite color is my least favorite color, so this isn't going to work out. I just need to get a little deeper than that. And that is difficult to do without coming across as like overbearing or maybe too direct. So that is a frustration I find with
2: dating. I really think that it, um the the challenge of dating can vary so much based on personality types. Um Like Brandy and I, like we're, we're, I'm going to speak for both of us, Brandy, so like tell me how badly I'm messing this up. But um, I think that our personality types are both very much geared toward um, like people-pleasing tendencies or like being mm-hmm. service-oriented um, and like wanting wanting to be ourselves, but also um, like being a little bit more reactive than proactive, mm-hmm. so to speak. That's my impression. Again, tell me if I'm wrong, Brandy. Um, that
1: you're I, totally accurate. Yeah.
2: Perfect. Okay. I've had some really amazing dating experiences this year with like fireworks and chemistry with people that have been really um, extroverted or proactive or charismatic and just really good conversation starters. Because once you have something to connect over, Brandy, like your example of like, oh, this is This is my favorite color. What's your favorite? I'm like, nobody's, nobody's, nothing's going to connect. Nothing's going to resonate over that kind of topic, right? But if you find a topic that you are passionate about, that you are able to connect with somebody else over, like that's when the magic really happens. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's figuring out like, what is that, that thing that we can connect over that we're going to vibe with or vibe Mm -hmm. over? Um, And some people are really, really great at doing that. And other people like Brandy and myself are going to, sit here and think, oh God, find something interesting to say, oh man, that wasn't that interesting. Oh, this isn't going anywhere. Crap. What do I say now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or at least, at least that's my experience. Absolutely. And I, um,
1: additionally, I don't know if you do this as well, but I try to kind of match the energy of the person mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with. So, so sometimes that can make me appear unauthentic or Like they're like, well, you were really happy or whatever before. And now you're kind of I'm knowing you more and you seem a little bit more sarcastic or whatnot. And I'm like, you know, that's when I get comfortable. I feel like I can show my true authentic self uh, a little bit more. But until then, uh, mirroring and trying to match where you're at. And so that can take away from them getting to know me.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's an easy tendency to, to fall into for myself also of like matching that energy. And I think to a degree that can be really healthy, right? Like if someone's really low energy, you don't want to come in like on a level 10, but also you want to, you want to show them who you are too. Right. And not just be doing nothing but mirroring also. Right. So like, where's that balance?
1: Mm -hmm. Because if, if you're mirroring, eventually that's you're that's not going to always be there. You're going to eventually show your authentic self and then They could
2: be like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. Well, and we've talked before in previous episodes, long, long time ago, uh, tips about dating, how you should make an effort to like match their energy to a degree and not reveal every single little detail about you all at once, not just dump it all on them, but to like peel the layers back one at a time, right? Not not give them your full vulnerability in the first five minutes, but like as bits and pieces are revealed and it's taken well you can become more and more vulnerable with them over time like that doesn't mean don't show up as not yourself during the first day that just means you know be uh like pace yourself is what that means again balance
1: yeah yeah good point
0: which i think that's the smart way to do it because i think you know if you do too much you do kind of take certain risks about exposing yourself that Somehow could come back to be negative, right, and you don't really know this other person, so I think you're supposed to kind of do it in this piecemeal way to where you're just kind of gauging the reaction on each thing you know, and then that's where that closeness and that intimacy over time develops is when you're when they treat you well basically
2: can i can I play devil's advocate though for a second yeah. stephen because yeah. and I think this came up um I think this came up in the the last episode where we talked about dating apps because, um, yes, you could reveal bits of yourself or pieces of yourself gradually over time and gradually increase that vulnerability as things go well and you're building that trust. Um, Or alternatively, what's the opposite of that? You put out everything that you are all at once and they can either handle it or they can't. That might seem overwhelming, But one might argue that it's actually more efficient because either you're on board with this or you're not. And if you're not, but if I had given it to you in little layers, little bite-sized pieces, one by one by one, just like boiling a frog alive, you might not have realized how much you adjusted or acclimated to me when you may not really have been that compatible with me in the first place. Mm. Like I want someone that can accept me as I am, not someone that's going to need to change to learn how to love me. So yeah, it might be a bigger pill to swallow if I show up as I am in the first five minutes, right? But also, isn't that more efficient than putting in all of that work and time and energy of, I'm going to show you a little bit of me here, a little bit more here, a little bit more here, five dates down the road, we're going to realize we're not compatible, or we can figure that out during the first half hour, so let
1: me tell you um, with that that cues in on this, and this is an example I've used before. Um, if like you know, I'm not going to go into a first meeting and say, "Okay, I don't want kids. I I want to get married within the first two years of knowing someone." But you can kind of drop those breadcrumbs. I can say, "So my 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 sister has a kid, and I cannot." Have and having kids. Like that's enough to let them know oh they might not be interested in having kids. Like you're you're bringing it up without being like so I'm just like, you know, let me get my list out. So it's it's giving them clues or you could be like, oh, I've had a dog since I was 5 years old. I just can't imagine life without ever having some type of dog. Then you're going to be like, okay, well then they're a dog person and so there's a way to say it without being like you got to be okay with me having a dog, right? And that can kind of clue them in that works for me you're
2: saying i shouldn't just put it on like a resume like a dating resume if here's my resume do you like it cool i'm gonna start expecting that when i go on first dates now
1: business card a little business card there you go (laughs) yeah yeah
0: i you know i've been thinking about this Ava since since we came up like you say in the last one right and on the last one there was the topic i think you brought up about like the different badges some of the dating apps Mm -hmm. had badges you could display right
1: badges give me one of your main badges fill me in real quick
0: like pro life or pro choice.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: You know, and so in essence that is you put that on your dating profile, right? And that is so somebody could look at that, see that badge, right? And be like, I'm not I'm not wasting my time, not contacting contact this person, right? There's a we're not gonna fit in that way. And I think that those badges, things like that, um, that are sort of deal breakers, potentially, you know, it's like yes display that badge, right? Because you're, again, we're trying to filter through it, right? So you don't necessarily want to, to waste your time on somebody that's not going to be a good fit with you. So, Ava, going back to you, you know, you started off and you said, I can play devil's advocate. And I think you bring up a good point, which is basically you do need to be authentic when you're talking about this stuff, right? So if you're hiding behind everything to be polite and, you know, that, and you're not, then, then I'm going to argue that, like, that's not necessarily being... The authentic person the flip what i'm going to warn against is like it is not cool to go up and dump and just verbally throw up on somebody all your crap they don't even know you and so it's like they're they're it's too much you know and so you're not going to go in and like talk about you know some deep deep issue until there's that level of investment that matches you know them kind of knowing that so i think on your first date you might have some serious things that are going on and you just might be like, it's I'm I'm gonna edit myself. It's not necessarily fair for me to dump this big thing on them. Yeah, you, know, you might maybe you say, like, yeah, I'm dealing with something, you know, and you mention it that way. But there, there I think there's give and take. So I think what you're saying absolutely is true that I think you do want to, you know, be authentic. And if there are those, I'm gonna say kind of badge type things, like this really matters to me. I don't think there's any problem with bringing that up on a first date. You know, Those might be the things to discuss on that first date. And you don't have to be a, a dick about it or anything like that. Um, sorry, Brandy, I know you're like, do not make dicks around the world feel bad for like yeah, using it as a negative use term. Yeah, we do so.
1: in a derogatory way. Right,
0: so I'm sorry, I take it back. It's okay. I'm, I am pro-dick. Okay, so <laughs> you don't wanna be, no, I've totally lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> no you you
2: you don't want to be pro
0: pro you don't want <laughs> uh, to be mean like mean about it or whatever Kate okay? right so we have to edit the conversation so that we present it in a way that is fair to the other person that is not dumping on them, but we do want to like talk about the things that are important to us, and then some of the stuff you just i think there's an art form of kind of gauging what is the other person ready for, what do I want to share, how are they going to react to it, and we're kind of doing this balance so. Ava, my 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 feeling is like it's it's a balance. I think that you are right. You should mm-hmm. you should not hide that stuff. If you're hiding that stuff, I feel like that's that's getting into that not being authentic. If you do not edit yourself, then um that's not cool. It's really hard on people and it's not fair to them. You need to edit your words and think about how it's gonna affect people and and how they're gonna take it. So I, I think I think that's part of just being caring.
2: Balance is this word that keeps coming back to me this year in mm-hmm. like every every chapter, every life lesson, every hardship, every single new hard thing that I'm experiencing. Oh, you can fix that. You just need to find more balance. Balance is a new four-letter word. I am telling you, it is the answer to everything in my life this year.
1: Well, and I think balance changes person to person, like the balance I'm going to have with Steven's going to be different than the balance I have with you and the balance I have with myself. Right. And that's going to change also day to day. Um, I think the biggest thing I try to remember when I'm I'm going on dates is I I used to think of it as, oh, I just want them to have, have a good time. But if I'm focused too much on them having a positive experience and then they don't take away anything about me from that. Then there's not real. There's not much gained, um, and so yeah. Of course, I wanted to be a positive experience, but I also hope with that positive experience they learn valuable information about me as well. And I, I'm, I'm shifting from that type of mindset. Yeah, the
2: only thing that they'll learn from you that way is that you're service oriented, like me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I know.
0: All right, let me let me bring us back. So, you know, the question of like, why do you hate dating? I feel like you both sort of said a lot of it is the the time and the energy that you're investing into it. That it is, it is a lot of time and energy. Um, why is it worth it then? Like, why do you all put in the effort and why do you keep dating?
2: Because those magical sparks get you so damn high. Mm. What do we say yeah. in that one episode? Love is crack? Because love is crack. it's
0: true (laughs) (laughs) no I I mean to me I think it's it's worth it you know even and I think it's like if you go through and you have relationships right and most of those relationships they, they last a while or whatever you know they're not necessarily lifelong right so i hate to say oh that relationship is a failure that's not the right way to look at it but you mm-hmm. go through relationships right and then they end or they change or whatever mm-hmm. right and then you're hoping to find like that person that magic person that is just wonderful right but um you could say like it's a ton of energy and effort is it worth it and some people would say no it's not worth it right and they just they quit you know and and that is a personal decision you know, mm-hmm. to to make that. But I'm going to say a lot of people, probably most people do not quit. And so it's interesting to me that everybody hates dating apps. Everybody hates dating. Yet we all do it. And and again, that's where I think like the expectations are maybe not quite right. And so I, Ava, totally agree with you. It is so worth it when it works. It is so worth it. And I think everybody's sort of aware of that and searching for that. And that's a big drive, you know, so I do want to encourage people, and we're here to help make that actually easier. You know, to help get you there to where you find that person that that you do click with, and you have those sparks and everything. So, I mean, that is why ethical seduction is is here is to help make that journey that you're on easier. Um, I wanna
2: I wanna dive into yeah. that just like a little bit Please. deeper. Like you say that Please. it is worth it. It's absolutely worth it once you have it right. And and I keep thinking like, well, why? what is it that makes it worth it? What is it that when I say love is like crack, like what do I mean by that? And for me, like where I'm sitting from, like when you boil it down to its core, all any of us wants is just to be accepted and appreciated and loved Mm -hmm. as we are, right? Like we can't always come to the table. Brandy and I can't always come to the table with that same, like, Um, service-oriented headspace every single day with the same energy. We can't always show up for others in the same way. Steven can't always wake up and come to the table with the same amount of energy and positivity and attitude that he does every single day. We all have our shitty days. We all have our hard days. We all have our grumpy days. We all have our great days, right? But like, all any of us wants is just to be seen and heard and accepted and supported and loved as we are in any mm-hmm. given moment, no matter what. No um, expectation for me to, like, fulfill a need or to bring a certain amount of value to the world. I just can be, right? That's what any of us is actually looking for. From where I'm sitting, that's what any of us actually wants. Mm-hmm. So to find someone I- that accepts us on that level, like, that's the thing that feels so damn good.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. And I think it's the fact that you're sharing it with somebody, you know, Mm -hmm. being awesome on your own in many ways is not enough, you know, because we're a social species. And I think it's kind of like wired into us that we really need people and we want to feel, Uh, to me, Ava, the words that come to mind are like connection and intimacy. Yeah, you know, belonging. so I, I agree with everything you said. Yeah. And I think that is a drive. And then the other stuff that's maybe more minor is like, oh, we like to go to the movies and we like to share these certain things. You know, that to me is all falls under the lump of connection. And then maybe intimacy is just like the depth of it, you know, in the closeness mm-hmm. and being able to be yourself. And-
2: yeah. The things that you share together is like icing on the cake of what what already has mm-hmm. you connected to each other and belonging. Yeah,
1: the only thing I'd like to add is um, because I speak from a standpoint of a lot of times I felt like I'm not understood. But if I'm with someone that is trying to understand me, like I don't expect them to always understand me. But if they just try and put in the effort, that goes a long way. So I just want to note that you shouldn't expect someone to always understand what you're saying and your viewpoint and all that. But just they need to have that willingness to try to. Agreed.
0: Those are all wonderful points. I'm really glad we actually – I wasn't planning on touching on that, but that was great. Have you all had expectations that you later discover are unrealistic? Because I'm guessing that we all have.
1: Oh, yeah. Probably every fucking day, really, honestly. Okay.
0: Expand on that, Brandy.
1: Oh, goodness. Um so right now, my, the biggest thing I'm working on is I have a strong dependence on words, like words. Like if you say, and here's, there. this is just an example I went through with a friend the other day. Um, someone was like, oh gosh, it would be great to get coffee with you in a few weeks, right? I really feel like you mean that when you say it. Because if, why would you think the words and then say the words out loud to me if you didn't mean it? Um, And so it's not that my feelings get hurt when it doesn't happen, but it's just like I'm so confused because I'm like, you didn't you didn't have to say that. I didn't ask for that. I didn't need that. And so I'm trying to really let go more of that, that literal interpretation of words and just trying to find like we talked about the balance between that. This might be a nice, friendly phrase someone says to end a conversation or whatnot and may not be like. Next time we see each other, we're getting coffee. Like it's mm. so that would be
2: my brandy. I feel that's so hard, so hard. Like don't put something on the table that you're not actually going to make good on. Don't don't give me the promise of something if you're not going to make good on it. That consistency, that accountability is so important. And you're right. A lot of the language in our culture, people say things that they don't actually mean, or that they're not like going to put enough value behind to follow up on because it was just a mm-hmm. passing thought.
1: And see, I don't, I don't, I just do not understand that. Um, yeah. And so that is, that is a struggle in the dating world is someone's like, I had a really great time. We should do this again. I'm going to be like, do you, you, then we should, if you
2: think, we, yeah. you know.
1: And but then do they really? Just saying that really? Like, do you really?
2: Yeah. It's. Yeah. You shouldn't have to, to guess. Something. You should be able to take them at their word. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it is figuring out how serious is this person? Can I trust them? Can yeah. I hold them accountable? Do they mean what they say? Yeah. I don't actually
0: know yet. So I thought I mentioned this earlier in the very beginning with un, like for me personally an unrealistic expectation that you have to kind of work to adjust okay is things like the our culture and I'm going to say Disney but it's really just our culture of like Disney's great at storytelling right so they put together these stories so they're not necessarily trying to be realistic they're trying to make a interesting story that hooks you and you associate with right so they're almost like these like little iconic pieces. Okay. But so they put together a story about how love works, you know, and people meet and then, you know, and it's it just, to me is very unrealistic, you know, and I'm sure the Disney people would say, yeah, we know, you know, that's not our, our goal, but the culture, I think very often around TV shows and stuff like that, we come out with this message that, yeah, we're supposed to be able to go find this person. That person is supposed to be everything, like all the stuff we hoped for and wanted, you know? And I feel like those are the kind of things that, um, we mislead ourselves accidentally with by by falling for and kind of believing, and I think it takes training then to sort of learn that okay that is a story that is a hope you know that there, these are kind of hopes that this would what I would like I would like to meet somebody that has all those wonderful features mm-hmm. and but then we have to kind of realize that realistically like no and this person's going to have flaws that i'm going to be with and you know i'm going to have to get over i don't know the fact that they like wrestling so much you know and how am i going to de- you know and whatever we how are we going to kind of fit so i think there that's a in my mind that is a good example of unrealistic expectations and then like what do we do to to deal with them
3: mm-hmm
2: Okay, first of all, I just want to call out that, Stephen, I think you are referring to old-school Disney because, like, yes, modern-day right. Disney is not about, like, falling in love with the man of your dreams and he's a perfect prince charm and yada, 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 whatever. Um, that's that's not how Disney writes their movies these days. Um, what was the other thought that I had? Oh, about finding, like, the perfect partner or the perfect person and like what those expectations are. I think it is easy for us to, when we're thinking about like, what do we want? What do we need? What do we deserve? It's easy to paint this picture of, of someone that doesn't have any flaws, right? Like, oh yeah, the perfect person is going to be there for me. They'll always answer my calls. They'll always take out the trash, yada, yada, yada. Um, And the reality is we all come to the table with our own baggage and none of us is perfect. And to expect anybody else to have 100% of their shit together is extremely unrealistic. And I'll tell you, like, anybody that has ever asked me, like, I always answer, like, the same way, like, what do you look for in a partner? Like, they need to have their shit together. I don't have time to babysit you. I don't have time to parent you. Like, I'm not your caretaker. You have to have your shit together. It's always the first thing that I say. Um, and the reality is, none of us has 100% of our shit together. Like, that's just life, right? Like, none of us is perfect. We all have, um, unhealed like emotional injuries or trauma or family drama or whatever like there's going to be something imperfect about all of us and so i'm not saying that we need to when you're seeking a partner or looking at dating you need to lower your expectations but you need to do need to bear in mind that they are only as perfect as you are you can only expect them to be as perfect as you are we all come with drama we all come with baggage
1: i will offer um a little bit of the other side of that, Ava, in that I have, and it's interesting uh, when I think about it, um, I've been told that sometimes I appear to have it so well together and that I'm so comfortably self-contained. They're like, well, what value do I bring to you? Like, why do you need me? Why do you want me? Because they're like, you just seem to have it all together. What, what am I bringing to you that? And I'm like, oh, you know, so there's a way to again back to the word balance. Um, you know, if, if if I'm starting to appear almost too self-contained, I'm like, oh no, you see me on one of my shitty days. You know, um, we'll get there, um, or something like that, which is an interesting feedback
2: I've had. It's an interesting mask that people can call out sometimes, right? Like if we are not being um, super vulnerable, not intentionally, but just. We come off very collected and calm and professional and put together. I've had feedback come back th- come, come back to me like that before. And almost every single time I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? Because I'm a nervous wreck right now or I'm super, super anxious. And usually it's around like public speaking or something like that. Um, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, I, Ava, I look at you as like a, a mentor in talking about like relationships and dating and polyamory and all these things. I'm like, oh, that's funny because... I'm a hot mess just like everyone else is. Like, I don't mm-hmm. have it together better than anybody else does. Like, I'm trying to figure this shit out just like everybody else. Sometimes yeah. the, uh, the anxiety or sometimes it's the passion makes it sound like we have it all figured out. We don't. Mm-mm. I promise. We don't.
0: You do present things well, like talk well, and you make it look easy. And I think that is one of the things people pick up on is, and it's probably is learned skills that you have of like the flow of things, you know, so one of the other thoughts I have on like expectations that maybe are not realistic is like the amount of people we need to go through and date and go out with before we find somebody that we really click with. And I feel like that number, we expect it to be like three. After the third person, I should be clicking with, you know, and I feel like, no, it's actually, you know, you're going to have to go out with 10, you know, or something like that. What do you, now, what, what do you offer? And the other part is like after five, sometimes we're like, you know, fuck it. And then I'm just going to settle, you know, and have this person, because again, it's the return on investment. How much, how much effort do I want to do? This person's not the best, but eh,
1: eh, okay,
0: I'm going to date them for a while. Cause you know, it's okay.
1: That it would be horrible. I would never want anyone to think that about me. Be like, okay, I'll date her for a little while. Uh.
0: Oh, I know. Nobody nobody would.
1: Yeah. That would right. be horrible.
0: But anyway. I think that that happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah. yeah. So what do you think is more realistic? How many dates do you have to go out on before you find somebody decent? And I'm, I'm sure there's not a number, but do you feel like our expectations are overblown?
2: From where I am coming from, I would prefer to know a person well enough to be actively interested. I, I want to know that there's a click before the first date. I want to try to be able to figure out before actually going on that first date, is there chemistry here? Am I vibing with this person? If I'm not, I'm not going to waste my time. So yeah, my hope is actually that it it would be a relatively low number because the way that I vet people and decide if I'm interested in dating them or not, there damn well better be some kind of chemistry or connection or something to give me a good inclination of like, yeah, this person and I, we click. There's something there that we should explore. We should go do something more. Like you want to have that
1: excited, that excited nervous energy on that first date. You want to be excited versus, oh, this is a chore. And I'm I'm obligated to it. Like you, uh, yeah, Yeah. I need that established really before I get to that first date.
0: And see, that's where I think like last or was it when we, last episode, you know, we talked about dating apps, right? And so I'm going to say those conversations that you're having with somebody, I'm going to lump that under the dating app category. You know, the dating app connects you and then you start to talk to people and try to form those connections. And th- there's, there's technique in there, right? And I think that that's actually good. And that's one of the benefits of dating apps that you don't go on the date until you kind of hopefully feel something. You know, and it is, it is I think, supposed to be a time saver. And it's one of the things I like about modern day dating versus, you know, back in the 40s or whatever before you had all that kind of stuff.
2: You've experienced dating in the 40s, Stephen? I, I
0: do not. I've seen it, <laughs> seen it on on the television.
2: Listen, though, so. getting a little love letter in the mail, though, that is mm. super sweet. Yeah. yeah it yeah. is, yeah.
0: Yeah. What other expectations are not realistic?
2: Matching sex drives falling in and out of love at the same rate or on the same level.
0: All right. Let's talk about matching sex drives first. Okay. So you want to lead with that, Ava? Uh,
2: Sure. I mean, I think, I think it all actually kind of falls into the same category of like, not everybody feels emotions on the same, the same emotions on the same level all the time. You are not always going to be in sync with the other person. Maybe after the first date, you're like, if you were going to put like a a percentage on it, you're like 70% into this person. And maybe they're at like a 95, maybe they're like, Oh, this person's amazing. Right. Head over heels. Um, that's okay. That's normal. Mm -hmm. Like if they're able to manage their own expectations and pace themselves and match your energy, that's not necessarily wrong. Right. And also when you translate that into like sex drives, maybe I'm the kind of person that wants to have sex like every single night and this person's uh, like once or twice a week and I'm good, like any more than that and it becomes work. Like that's okay. It's okay to have those differences. I think there are a lot of expectations in our society that like you're going to fall in and out of love at the same time or that you're going to want to make love at the same time or like all of these things are supposed to be like equally reciprocated at every moment of every day. And that's just not realistic. And also Mm -hmm. that's okay. It's not a problem if it's different, that's normal. My two cents. You know, I never,
1: um, there are very few dating or dates that I have been on that I would consider a complete failure. Um, now if, if they're rude or something and I'm like, Oh, absolutely not hard. no, this I, I can't even justify this type of behavior or, or wording or whatever. Um, but otherwise, even if it doesn't end up in a second date or whatever, I do always learn something. I do mm-hmm. always learn something. And that that is valuable. When you're kind of in the thick of it and you're like, I'm sick of going on all these dates, it, it's hard to in the moment th- th- have that perspective. But if you can just think later on, even the next day after, maybe a less than ideal date, okay, what did I learn from that? Then that could be good. It could be just be as simple as that restaurant we met at was super cold and that made me uncomfortable and I won't have another date there again. Like you can always find something that you learned.
0: So that, that that's a great point. I want to use that sort of as like a lead in on trying to summarize where I think the discussion is going, okay, which is interestingly, okay, we identified, I feel like, expectations that didn't quite match up, you know, and we kind of said like, Oh yeah, we shouldn't have these expectations, you know, or we need to be more flexible. People are not perfect and things. But I think a lot of this, a good way maybe to think of this, okay. Is that dating and meeting people is this process. And so it's not going into it maybe with like, I'm going to have this end result in mind and that's what I'm going to do. I think we probably a better approach is to think of it as like, I'm entering the dating process. Okay. And so that process means I'm going to go to a bunch of restaurants and like Brandy, like you said, I'm going to learn, you know, that I'm going into this environment. I'm going to go learn about what I like. I'm going to learn about myself. I'm going to learn about other people. I'm going to grow as a person. And I think if we go into it that way and don't have the expectation that this person has to fit into this category and complete me, you know, and not that that's everybody thinks that way. But I think if we, watch, and you know, the, the other thing is when me say this, if we have an expectation and then identify it as one, and then we can maybe be like, oh, that's an expectation that may not be real. I might need to adjust it some. And just being aware of that, I think mm-hmm. can maybe help, again, give us a little bit of comfort. We're not so hard on ourselves, you know? And then, And then we can say like, oh yeah, it's a process that we're going through to meet people. And, you know, hopefully, no guarantees, but hopefully we meet some really cool people along the way. And mm-hmm. I will say years ago when, when I was my first marriage, you know, and I realized like I need to do more social things with more people. And my goal then and still kind of is in a lot of ways is like I just recognize like I need I wanted to hang out with more really cool people that I really liked. You know and so i think you could apply that almost to dating too which is the same thing i want to hang out with awesome people so i needed at the time i just needed to get out and go meet more people and in that process i knew i would just end up like increasing the quantity and the quality of like the the people in my life you know the friends and stuff that mm-hmm. i had and i really think like dating in general is probably along the same same lines and so for me, that's probably how I would want to wrap up this episode of what do we learn from this discussion is that it is a lot of it is process and a lot of it is growth, you know, and thinking about it ourselves. How are we going to grow as individuals versus the end result of I need to find Mr. or Mrs. Right.
2: Or mixes, right? Instead of Mr. Um, or Mrs., it's mixes. Yeah. MX. If I'm pronouncing that wrong, somebody needs to write in and let me know. Okay.
0: So again... Not to be binary, I, you are mm-hmm. not supposed to say Mister and Miss. Which I mixes.
2: I didn't say that you can't. I just said that you should no, include a non-binary one. That's all. Well, I'm trying
0: to. I'm trying to grow.
2: Yes, and I'm, I'm trying to your learn. Colors. I did,
0: thank you. I did not know this, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> I do appreciate learning. You know. Yeah. So we no, got I your had back. not heard. Thank you. I had not heard that before. I'm done growing for the day now.
1: <laughs> just, like you had, just like you hadn't heard about clitorides.
0: Yeah, the things. The things we. Li- I'm, I can't. I'm. I'm going to start trying to incorporate that into my language. Mm-hmm. Man, I saw so many clitorides this past week. No, weekend. I bet oh, if you Jesus. said it in
1: like a very vanilla like sentence, people will be like, "Did he? Didn't, am I thinking he's thinking?" They're like, "No, he didn't say that meaning." But it'll kind of catch people off guard. it would be interesting. I'm
2: not saying how do are that. we going to do Okay, that's but, the challenge. No, you should totally do that.
1: Try to sneak. Also, it now everybody knows. Or, Yeah,
2: everybody knows steven is not the expert he's actually not the leader of ethical seduction everything steven knows we taught him now everybody knows
0: that's why (laughs) everyone knows ava that is why i do not do this by myself i could not (laughs) i'm serious i couldn't do this by myself it would just be me blabbing on about stuff and it would i would it would be dumb so thank you all for being (laughs) on here If you like today's show please remember to follow us so you get future episodes on your podcast player of choice and if you know anybody who might benefit listening to the show you know please mention it to them we're trying to be there to actually like i said earlier and really you know be a benefit and help people so if you if you happen to know somebody let them know if you're on apple Podcasts and you'd like to leave us a review just like i said last week seriously we would just fall in love with you we have the guide for connecting conversations on the ethical seduction website again we mentioned like how kind of important that is like you get those dating apps and you start having that conversation but if you do not have a good conversation with ava you are never going to get to go out with her you have to have that conversation with her and it's she's got to you got to pass our test so that's the guide for connecting conversations on EthicalSeduction.com. you can just download it for free and also if you want to follow us on social media we're on instagram facebook that like reddit all the things, all the places we're trying to be somewhere where you can follow us. Thanks, Brandy. Thanks, Ava.
2: Thanks, Steve. Bye.
0: Bye, everybody.